Hello and welcome back to the show. And I am super excited for our guest today, Mike Dallas Peterson. Mike is the founder of the Integrator Academy, and he is a coach helping online business owners and business owners in general with their automation, their integration, and uh, basically creating synergy and all the different things going on in their business. And, you know, as real estate agents and entrepreneurs, that is one of the most important things to, uh, to add to our businesses is to create that synergy and all the different tools that we have access to and that we use on a daily basis. So without further ado, I want to bring on my guest, Mike, welcome to the show. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I'm excited to have you here and uh, kind of wanted to, before we dig into anything, just get your background and get your story so if you don't mind, would you just kind of tell us a little bit about how you got into this? What was it that kind of made you, you know, interested in, you know, helping people build, you know, these integrations in their businesses? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's kind of a funny, it's kind of a funny uh, story, to be honest with you. I got into it by mistake. Um, I just kind of found it because um, I failed my way to there. Uh, so I was uh, back in like 2016, uh, my first Kid Elliot was born, and uh, I was working your typical corporate job. I was management in a tire company, you know, making a hundred thousand plus a year. Thought things were good, but worked for some. I call them boomer boomer bosses. So I worked for some boomer bosses who didn't really care much about the fact that I just had a kid, and like you know, just anyways, the 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 environment was very toxic, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Like for the rest of my life, this is silly. I'm just gonna get out and go figure something out. So I quit cold turkey. Um, went into multi-level marketing, affiliate marketing. I did marketing agencies. I've done, you name it, I tried it. I spent an entire year um, here in Canada. You have uh, EI or employment insurance. So I went on EI for a year and and uh, raised my child and spent that first year with him. And, and uh, my wife ended up um, at the end going back to work. And I, uh, I failed my way into like having to go back to work again, which was not a big deal. I, I, I had mild success in a bunch of different things, but I could never make anything like full time. And so I ended up going back to work, but I went to, and I started up a, a tire company um, because I quit a, a tire company. Uh, so I started, started up a brand new tire company in town in competition, just out of spite. And uh, I started for like a, uh, a local entrepreneur. And uh, through that process of starting like, you know, hiring, building the SOPs, building all the manuals, getting all the systems in place, getting all the tools, getting everything organized and trained and ready to go. I was like, this is kind of what I'm good at. Um, and so I was like, mistakenly, I was like, man, like all the people that I've ever talked to throughout my multi-level marketing, my marketing agencies, all this kind of stuff, like, I think they need my help because I was good at that stuff, but I was never good at like the selling or the, the, the posting online or social media stuff. You know, I was like, I don't like, I like, could care less for that stuff. So I uh, I started like reaching back out to my old contacts. I'm like, hey, do you want some help setting this up? And hey, do you want some help setting this up? And finally, after a few conversations, they're like, yeah, I'll give you a thousand bucks a month to just stay in my Slack channel and help me out. I'm like, thousand bucks a month? Uh, uh, sure, uh, sure, yeah, mm -hmm. okay, great. You know, like just flabbergasted that I got offered like a thousand US a month, which is like 12, 1300 bucks Canadian, right? So that's where it started. And that's where I kind of like, failed my way into like that. And then ever since then, I've just been, you know, um, helping any kind of business owner, whether it's brick and mortar or online, um, essentially fix or set up or, you know, uh, uh, optimize their sales and marketing systems. And so been just bouncing around doing that ever since. And I have recently gotten to a point where I just 
can't take on more work and I don't want to have more employees and I don't really want to, I don't really want that big business. It's not my goal to have Rolls Royces and Rolexes and all this kind of stuff. Like it's not my huge goal, but um, so I was like, I gotta, I'm just going to teach people how to do what I do. And so that's where the integrator Academy came from. So I got this kind of double business where I'm being an integrator and I'm helping business owners, but I'm also teaching people how to become integrators so we can get more of us out there. Right. So yeah, no, absolutely. So that's really interesting that when you first started in business, uh, you actually failed uh, in your first couple of uh, like business ventures, right? Like you mentioned, you know, when you first started out in affiliate marketing and multi-level marketing, it didn't necessarily work out the way that uh, you had originally planned. But what happened was, you know, you know, right now you do have a successful business. Actually, you know, you can consider multiple successful businesses, you know, depending on the things that, you know, you're doing as far as helping business owners with their integration and then also having your own academy uh, to help other people set up similar types of businesses that you are uh, currently running as well. So I think it's really interesting. And you know, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about maybe some of the lessons that you learned from, you know, failing in your first business venture and then, you know, now being successful, because I know a lot of people out there, uh, maybe, you know, they're running their business now and it's not looking like it's going to work out. And maybe they're telling themselves the wrong narrative, which is that they're not cut out for business or entrepreneurship. But I know a lot of people who in their first, uh, you know, in their first try at this, it didn't necessarily work out. But on their second, third, fourth, fifth tries later, you know, they're, they're very successful, just like, uh, you know, just like your story. So would you mind sharing some of the lessons you learned, maybe some things to look out for for some people out there who maybe failed in their first businesses, but, you know, need to kind of get back on their feet and, uh, and try it again? Yeah. So I think the, the, the biggest lesson, and this is going to be very anticlimactic is, is just taking care of your body. So like mm. one of the biggest things I learned, and, and this just comes before all the, uh, all the good stuff, I suppose, is like eating well, exercising, and then just like taking care of like yourself. Right. So, um, I mean, I, again, I always like to start with that one because it, no one ever really does. No one ever really talks about that. Um, I mean, they do, but um, not as much. Right. So I, I would find that like eating properly, whole foods, staying away from the processed crap, um, exercising, moving your body. doesn't matter if you're walking, or whatever, just move it a little bit every day. Right. And, um, and then just like turn off the phone and don't even have it in your bedroom when you go to sleep, nothing. Right. And I find those three things are just like, has transformed my, my life. Um, but other than that, I would say that like failure, failure for me has just been like stepping stones, right? Like all they've done just like let me get up to where I'm at now. At the time, it was really hard to realize that. And it was like very painful and like very aggravating. But I find that like, um, if I didn't go through those failures, I wouldn't have realized what I'm really good at, right? And I think that most people, if you're listening to this, and you've tried a few different things, um, I, I would say like the gold that you're looking for, or gold, sorry, not gold, but gold that you're looking for um, is, is, is generally in something that you've already been doing within these failures. And so for me, it was like setting up the systems, but not actually running the full on business myself. Right. And so where I was like, I, and this was really a huge transformation for me. It was like, I don't really like running the businesses. I don't like the maintenance or the, the sitting there doing the same thing every day. I'm very ADHD, all this kind of stuff. Right. Like I want to just do different things. Right. And so with with that, I was like, oh, well, I'll just work for 15 different companies and it'll be different every day. And so that's, I guess, um, one of the biggest uh, transformations I had. Um, I find that um, uh, my favorite saying of all times, and it has a bit of a story, we don't have to get into it, but we can if we have time at the end. But um, my favorite saying of all time is gold isn't where you think it is, is where you find it. 
And so uh, back in the day, old timers and gold mining and all that stuff, they used to find gold on the inside bend of a, you know, a river and pan for gold and they, you know, find it. And the, um, the saying goes like, just because you think gold is there doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be. So in life and, 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 and in business in general, I, I use that all the time. It's just like, just because you think or someone else or the guru or whoever you're following or the course that you bought and all that, uh, just because it says one thing doesn't necessarily mean that's the only way or or uh, or the best way, if that makes sense, right? And so I always use that in everything. And uh, if I could go back in time and tell myself to do um, to do something, it would be less courses, right? More YouTube. And so I I always joke that I I graduated from the University of YouTube because uh, I've I've spent over a quarter million dollars in the last six years on mentors, courses, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I've gotten probably 75% of my best advice off of YouTube. And so um, I just I just think that like there's nothing wrong with find, finding special, specialized help uh, and all that kind of stuff and finding an actual mentor that's doing what you're doing. I think that's super valuable. But I find that the courses is like bouncing from one course or bouncing from one secret button or whatever you want to call it, magic solution to the next magic solution um, is just not going to it's not going to it's not going to be it, you know, so. Yeah, I actually really love that advice, uh, you know, that you mentioned that, you know, just because you see like one guru or one one person or influencer out there doing something and preaching how, you know, they're successful and, you know, what you need to do to be successful, just because somebody's doing it one way doesn't mean that's the only way, right? Doesn't mean that's the way that you need to do it, right? And, you know, watching many different YouTube channels out there all for free, you can pretty much get as much information as you can as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, to kind of almost create your own philosophy in that in that sense as well. So I think that's really important. Uh, but let's talk about integration for a second, because I know that's, you know, that's definitely your bread and butter. And I'm sure one of the things that, you know, you probably realized as you started to transition into the integration business was, you know, what didn't work for you in the beginning, which was, you know, you didn't really like the selling, you didn't really like the um, kind of running the business, uh, piece of it you like to do different things you're really good at setting up systems so for a lot of people they're the complete opposite right especially uh, I know a lot of agents right they're, they're really outgoing they love to go out there and sell and talk to people but they they are terrible right it drains them to uh, set up these integrations and automations and they run into a wall at where they can't scale their business because they're the only person essentially with their 24 hours during the day to be able to kind of work that business and they have to do everything manually. So for somebody who is kind of in that position and maybe they're really successful, because I know a lot of really successful agents out there who don't have a lot of integration or systems, uh, but they know they need it, but they can't seem to slow down. What would your advice be to somebody like that who, you know, maybe they need to take like a little haircut on their business for a couple of months just to kind of slow down a little bit and maybe change their pace. Yeah. So there's, there's a, yeah, that's a lot. That's a, such a loaded question. Cause like, um, real estate agents in general, um, I find I've worked with a lot of them. I find that they, they are, you know, fairly stubborn, but they built what they've built and they've done very well at what they've done, but again, they're stuck. And so I think that like it taking a step back and realizing that you, you can't be the person that takes you to the next level um, is number one, just having that realization, dropping the ego or whatever it might be, like holding you there, whatever that might be at the, in the moment. Um, it could be something completely different as well, as well. but um, being able to like, just realize that you need the help, I think is number, number one. Number two would be like, take, take the cut, right? Like you said, right. Maybe, maybe you just sell one house less 
Or maybe you just prioritize the business for one month and you work later or you work weekends or you take those extra hours that you normally never used to take. Um, and so I find that like even, even some of the, the, the integrators that I've been teaching lately, uh, they're still working full-time jobs, but they spend two hours at night before they go to bed or something like that, just really focusing on and honing their skills. And it's been doing like tremendous amounts of um, uh, like, you know, there's a lot of benefits from it. So I think that like for real estate agents in general, I think there's a lot of noise in terms of like what they need and that what, how, like what software and the next, you know, magic solution and magic this or whatever, right? My biggest um, solution or my advice for a real estate agent or even any online business owner in general is finding some sort of software solution that has the majority of what you need in one. And why is because, and I'm talking myself almost out of a job, but if you don't need like the glue, which is like Zapier and Pabli and and all of these kind of integrator tools that, you know, glue one software to the next software, make them talk. If you don't need them, then you can do everything in one place, one software, then it's a lot easier to learn. And it's a lot easier to or it's a, you, you make a lot, a lot less mistakes or a lot less integrator um, integration mistakes, if that makes sense. You can make things talk a lot easier. Um, and so one of the solutions that I always recommend, and it's got a bit of a bad name uh, because of their affiliate part is go high level uh go high level is probably one of the best solutions out there in terms of like it's got your funnels it's got your booking calendars it's got your you know your websites it's got your chat widgets it's got your reviews uh you know i mean it's got emailing and nurturing and lead scoring and i mean it's got everything that you would need in one place for a low monthly cost right and so you could go and get pipe drive or you could go get or use a google sheet or you could go get close.io or you know hubspot or something like that but you're going to be you know getting that and then calendly and then you're going to need you know this and then you're going to need zapier and then you're going to need then you're going to need all of these different softwares because one side like these one solutions like pipe drive for example they'll do a bit but they don't do all of it right and so getting getting one of those solutions is definitely really good and especially if, if, if you're an agent and you want to do it yourself um the other thing is like taking advantage of like an integrator like myself um and hiring someone like myself who doesn't necessarily come in like you know real estate agents are pitched every day on like five thousand dollars a month and i'll get you a hundred leads and you know what i mean all this kind of stuff you know everyone they're pitched every day on this stuff and i was there i did it right i'm not again but what integrators do is they they basically come into your company and they set this all up for you inside. And then when they leave, it's it's still the same way as it was, right? They'll teach you, they'll do all the stuff. And if they want to, we'll stay inside a Slack channel and just be that fly on the wall for a small monthly retainer. It's very, very convenient to have us just sitting there if something goes wrong or if you need the next little thing, right? And so um, I find that like, if you can get that one size, like, fits all solution of a, of a software, like go high level, for example, and you can get an integrator that comes in for the first one, two, three months, sets everything up and really shows you how it all works. And then they stay there as a fly on the wall, like a, for a low monthly retainer um, to keep things going. You're going to be, you're going to be very well off and, and, and um, you're going to have a lot of success doing that. Right. So, and you're going to find that like, even if it's 1500 bucks a month retainer, for example, I'm just making this up or a thousand bucks. you got to like, that's not even, I mean, that's one extra house sale. And then you've you've paid for for an integrator for what for half a year, you know what I mean? Off one house sale, depending on how much you're making, four, five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars, right? Um, and the one really cool thing that most people don't realize now is that the majority of what an integrator does is actually a tax credit because it's considered R and D, research and development. And we're creating a signature process that only works for your business, and because we're doing that, it technically qualifies as a a tax credit, um, R and D. So, 
um yeah sorry i have a long winded there but yeah no that's that was great actually i had no idea so this and it makes perfect sense right it's considered research and development because it only works in your specific business so you're creating something uh not necessarily completely new but really something new as far as what works for you so that's really interesting yeah um, how people can can think of it, right? Because a lot of successful businesses, what they do is they invest a lot of money into that. So as an agent, I think it would be really wise to start thinking about how you can do it, right? Because what if, you know, you have an integration system that works tailor-made for you and it works really well, but now that you have this in your, you know, in place in your business, you can now outcompete everybody in the marketplace as well. So I think that's really interesting that you brought that point up. Yeah, I mean, and like, if it's free for us to be there, then why not have us there in the first place? You know what I mean? Sure, during the year, it's going to cost you money. But at the end of the year, when you get, when you do your taxes, it's going to be a lot nicer for you. You know what I mean? It's going to be very nice for you. So um, yeah, just food for thought, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I think one of the other things that a lot of people will run into, especially agents, right? Because when they first get started in the industry, a lot of people start out part-time, uh, kind of like the integra uh, integrator students that you have uh, right now as well. And maybe they're just kind of uh, taking different tools as needed, right? Maybe they get a Calendly as uh, the first thing because it's free. And then maybe they get Zoom Pro the, the second the second month when they need to talk to more clients. And then they keep adding things and adding things and upgrading things. And they get to a certain point. And usually I think there's a, a lot of the, you know, a big reason for why a lot of the successful agents tend not to have good systems is because they all came up in similar ways which is they started out small and they started adding and adding and adding. And then they got to a certain point where uh, everything just doesn't necessarily match up altogether. Everything works well on its own, but it doesn't come together as a whole. So if you, you know, you run into somebody like that, you know, where would you, you know, where would you say as far as in that timeline, they should start thinking more about integration rather than just adding another kind of notch to the belt to just be able to run that piece of the business more efficiently. So should they start yeah. earlier or, you know, more later? Uh, like I would say right at the beginning, uh, like, I, I mean, you, you, you make a sale um, and you sell a home or whatever it is. Um, I would start right away, like right then and there. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Cause I mean, like, again, like the commission made in a home, if you're solely, if you're just starting off and you're relying on that income, it might be a little bit harder, but if you're somehow, you know, just starting off and you, you have this extra income coming in and it's not necessarily something that you're going to live off of, then I would just almost pay for a yearly membership into, into a software that's going to be that amazing solution that you need right off the, off the get-go and then just getting rid of it. The annual subscriptions and most people like shy away from them, but I like them because like you almost forget and then you have that whole year now of using it and not having to spend, you know, $97 a month and be concerned about it or whatever. So I would say just get it out, over and done with right, right then and there. And um and uh, waiting and delaying uh, the inevitable, um, in my opinion, just like will stunt your growth, right? It's just going to essentially, um, you get in this like scarcity mindset, like you're, you're pinching, pinching dollars or you're, 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 oh, I can't do this now. I just got to do one more of this or one more of that. And then it never ends up happening, right? And I find that like, the more and more that people do that, the, the longer and longer it drags out how, like what they can do. And the other thing that I, I, I think that agents do a lot is they, they bounce from one brokerage to the next, right? And so right. Um, a lot of brokerages have different CRM solutions that come with their desk fee and all this kind of whatever whatever they get, or they have to pay into it as well, right? Um, 
And so I find that like having your own solution as well gives you the competitive advantage because you're not using something that is keeping you bolted to that desk or finding new opportunities or having to do whatever you got to do. You have your own signature process, your own software, your own everything, and you don't need and have to rely on other outside things uh, to get that to get that done, right? You don't you have your automation and your nurture sequences going, you have your pipeline set up, you have you know phone calls and and, and all that kind of stuff. Your Zoom integrated for 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 meeting with clients or whatever it might be, right? So um yeah, I would say right away. Right. Don't don't delay. Just get it just get it done. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a really good point that you brought up as well, which is you know agents are jumping from brokerage to brokerage. Um, all the time. So if they're only reliant on their own brokerages system, then when they do need to move, they're almost kind of handcuffed to their current office and they have to start all over. And that's why a lot of agents are taking, uh, I guess, worse deals, if you will, with with a, with their own brokerage than switching to a brokerage that might, you know, give them a better, you know, commission split or, uh, it, you know, help their business a little bit more as far as being able to keep more of the commission. So setting up uh, that own system that really kind of works for you uh, will be able to uh, be able to kind of um, allow you to be more flexible, like you said, right? Allow you to move from brokerage to brokerage, maybe even start your own someday. Yeah. And then just become like um, specialized in in the one that you have to learn it anyways, right? You have to learn something, right? You have to, you have, to have some sort of a CRM, I'm guessing in a brokerage. Um, so why, why not just learn something that you can just take with you and it's yours forever, right? So, yep, absolutely. And that's a, that's another good point as well, as far as developing a system that really uh, works for, works for the individual, right? Because when a lot of people look at this, they will see, you know, they'll want to, I guess, like a more of a cookie cutter system that, you know, maybe works for everybody, but I, you know, kind of from our conversation so far, it doesn't sound like that there's really kind of one out there. It really has to almost fit into the specific agent's business or the specific entrepreneur's business. Uh, because essentially everybody does things a little bit differently and they have to, you know, it's their day-to-day -day operation at the end of the day. So how would you, you know, what would you say as far as, you know, the, I guess the, uh, the specialization or the, uh, the, the tailoring of the process and how much goes into that as far as understanding what is it you're good at and what is it that you need to do to be able to create a system that only works for you? Yeah. So when we start off, we, we literally go, what is your sales process? What is your marketing process? And we get them to write it out. Right. And then we just go, okay, well, these are the features that will work. And normally they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is amazing. And then we just kind of just set it up the way that it works in their head. Right. So for example, if it's a pipeline, we just label the pipeline stages that comes out of their head, the way that they want it to look like, and the way that they want the flow to go. Some agents have five pipeline stages. Some agents have 30, right? And it just depends on what goes in their head and how active and, 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 and where they want to put them into that sales cycle. And a lot of times, you know, some, some, some agents really like sending out like a lot of communication and a lot of branding and all this kind of stuff. And some agents just don't care. Right. And so it really depends on like what you want to do, right? Like a CRM is going to allow you to have like nice black and white emails or just super beautiful branded you know with logos and all that kind of emails it just really depends on what you want as an agent and so right at the beginning when i start working with someone we just go like what is your what's your grocery list number one what are the things that keep you up at night and make you not want to be a business owner and and things like that we write down that grocery list that's where normally we start which is normally buying their time back and number two then we go like what is your what is your process what is your process and generally marketing they're like we don't have one right? They don't have a marketing process at all. 
And so normally they have a sales cycle, but it's like, well, I'm supposed to do this and this and this first, and then that and that and that. And they're like, okay, well, what, what happens when this? Well, then I'm supposed to text them when that happens. I was like, well, don't you think it'd be crazy if like we could just automatically do that? They're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, done. They're like, what? And so they're just like flabbergasted at the fact that like now this entire step for the rest of their life is like done. Like that email goes out. They need to make edits to it. Cool. Whatever. If they need to send documents, just hyperlink them inside of a, an email, whatever it is, it's done. It's ready to go. Right. So, um, and then a lot of times agents, uh, business owners in general, we're talking about agents, but business owners in general will, will miss phone calls because they're always either showing a house or they're with another customer or they're taking a break or whatever it might be. Right. And so one of the things that CRMs do that most people don't realize is they'll automatically text back a mixed missed call. Most people have no idea. And so like, imagine if like someone's going down your Google, my business listing and they call you because you're the first agent they've seen that they like or whatever. And you have good branding and a nice headshot or whatever it might be and some good reviews, they call you and you don't answer. Imagine when they're swiping, you know, scrolling down to go and find the next agent, you've automatically texted them back going, Hey, I can't get to the phone right now. It's so-and-so I'd love to get you started. How can I help you? And you've already texted them back before they could go to the night down the next line. And so there's like a million things like that, that, you know, we can, we can, we can instantly almost within the first week get set up. So like those things stop happening, right. You can catch more of those, that customer base and, and things like that. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's, uh, it's really important as far as understanding that, you know, these things can help you solve problems and actually help you prevent loss of business, right? Like you said, um, you know, one of the things is the, you know, the phantom loss, right? I think that's, that's what it's called, where, you know, you don't even know you're losing business because, you know, somebody called you and uh, you didn't even know they, they they came in, right? You just thought it was a spam call or, or maybe you were with a client and you didn't see it and it just kind of fell through the cracks, uh, right well, now phone, this... you, you phone them back you phone them back and they ghost you because they have found another agent right so yep exactly right and i think that's <laughs> maybe that's why they call it the phantom the phantom lost right because they they ghosted you <laughs> but uh, yeah, i think it's... i mean that's what it is like jen well i wouldn't say all the time but like if you've already gone down the line and that person had nothing set up to message you back and say i'll call you right back i'm very sorry here's here's a here's a form to get started with me or here's some advice in here whatever that you whatever you want to send them um if you don't have that set up then yeah they're going to ghost you because they already found joe below you um that answered the phone because he wasn't at a open house or whatever it might might have been right yeah no absolutely so that's i mean that's so important for an agent right because you know think about like how many missed calls you know you get uh, a year that are that are like that right that could have been clients that led to multiple sales and multiple referrals right so you know, really start thinking about that as far as, you know, being able to catch that as almost like a safety net to catch your leads that maybe falls through the cracks. And, you know, that way you're able to really start, in, you know, increasing and improving your business. Like we talked about earlier, you know, you might have, you know, to take a haircut in the beginning to set these systems up. But once you do, you know, you're automatically, you know, almost adding more business into your day to day because not so many people are falling through the cracks and you don't have to be super stressed out to kind of keep up with all of them and so on and so forth. So that's really important. Yeah. And I, I think I read a stat a long time ago. I don't know if it's true anymore, but there was like something that said like something like six, $6 billion a year is spent on real estate marketing um, annually, like in lead generation. And um, 60% of all those leads generated never receive a first response. Something it was something crazy. I don't know, like don't quote me on it, but it was right. something absolutely outrageous. It was like 
several billion dollars and 60% of all those leads generated never received the first response. And so like, if you're relying on agents who are always like probably one of the big, bi well, some of the busiest business owners in terms of like phone calls and open houses and all this kind of stuff, uh, it makes sense, right? Why would you not have an autoresponder on everything, your email, your phone, your website chat widget, your missed calls, your voice, everything like have it that way, like you have that. And they, and then people feel like, okay, well, this guy cares or this girl cares or whatever. Right. So. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, a lot of agents are, they're getting so many leads coming in, but like you said, they're not able to get to them, right? They're not able to get that first contact with them just because they're doing something else or they're always trying to play catch up, right? It's almost, you know, like they talk about the rat race, you know, it's almost like agents are creating their own rat race in that sense where they're always trying to play catch up and they're always trying to, you know, get to their leads that are coming in. They're not able to get to. So I think one of the other things that, you know, maybe you, it'll be good for you to touch on is, you know, with all these systems and all these, you know, kind of all of this technology that are in, in your business there, you know, it's, I believe it's inevitable for, you know, some things to maybe fall through the cracks or maybe a mistake or an error to happen, just, you know, like a little glitch or maybe a uh, system shuts down for, you know, a day or two. So as far as the maintenance of an integrated system or an automation system, how much time do you think people should be putting into that? And how much effort do you think as far as, you know, going back and checking, making sure everything's correct and making sure everything's running and making sure there's no mistakes or doesn't send one client, uh, you know, a text intended for another client and it completely messes up the relationship. Uh, you know, how much effort do you think, in, you know, an individual or a business owner should put into that as far as maintaining, uh, maintaining their integration system? You know, like a lot of their time should be going into the beginning to make sure. And generally, just like how I built my business, a lot of integrator systems are built on failures, but problems that arise, right? It's like, oh, I don't want this to happen again. So let's add this now, or I didn't want this to happen. We never thought about that. So let's add a filter here. And so there's a lot of times that like you've built something and then you've never thought about like the little nuanced things that could happen um, as well. Like, for example, you get a text message coming in and you're going to send them a, you know, you want to become a new client, but they were already a client inside of your CRM. Well, maybe you add a tag to those people that are already clients and then you filter them out, right? Oh, boom. Okay. So I went through that problem. Now I'll never do that again. So um, there's little tiny things at the beginning. You should be very aware of like what's going on and how it's going because you're, you were actively building something. After it's all set up and ready to go, uh, I would say that the uptime on almost software right now is like 99.99. Um, so generally, like the softwares aren't going down. And if they are, it's generally because of like Amazon or Google or some sort of like Cloudflare, like some sort of servers going down or something like that. So that's when that's when there's a bit of a problem. But regardless, it's still a problem. And I would say that just like making sure that you're subscribed to those updates on your phone, making sure that you know when those things go down and you get a text message saying such and such is down. That would that would that will let, allow you to be like okay well I better go check and make sure that things are actually going through properly I'm not, I haven't missed anything you know my Slack channels and all this kind of stuff so I would just make sure that happens and then in terms of like maintenance and there's you're never going to stop you're never going to stop optimizing you're never going to stop changing you're always going to want to have bigger and better nurture sequences and all that kind of stuff so keeping someone on board is always like a really good idea just to make sure that's delegated and out of the way and so you're not really having to you know always do it having a personal assistant like someone in the Philippines for five to eight bucks an hour to really help you out with like answering phone calls or text messages or whatever it might be is a really good idea as well because number one hiring a canadian american very entitled they don't show up 
it's hard to find reliable people, right? But a Filipino, I've hired hundreds of Filipinos and I've, I've had such better luck with like, you know, having consistency that way. So having that little personal assistant for a very small amount of money every month is a really good idea as well. And then they'll catch things, right? You can have SOPs um, in your business that'll, you know, help them catch um, something that may or may not be going wrong or come up with different ideas that might work better or something along those lines, right? So, um, but yeah, to, 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 to go back, I guess, at the beginning, you should be spending the majority of your time. And the thing is, is like things, things generally don't get missed if you're using the systems you set up properly, if you're using them all the time, if you're, if you're staying true to the way that you set them up and you're say, staying true to, to the system and the process and you're moving people from one pipeline stage over to the next and you're making sure that stuff is going through, then there's, there's almost no reason why you wouldn't catch something, right? So... Right. Absolutely. And I think it really starts with, um, you know, you being able to define uh, your own, you know, sales process and your own business process, right? So if you're not able to define that yourself, um, that's going to make it really difficult even for an integrator to come in uh, to kind of help you set it up. Would, would you say that's, uh, that's pretty much uh, accurate there? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've had a lot of clients that have just been like, hey, let's let's start in a week. I have no idea. And they'll just go back to the drawing board and they'll they'll begin thinking about it. And a lot of people just never ever thought about like what their process is. They're just like they they in their head they kind of know, but they never really thought about putting it on a paper, looking at it inside of a CRM or something like that. So they just have no, they're flabbergasted at it. Um, but then again, after after they've done it, they're like, wow, I'm like, I could be doing so much more for my clients, and I could be having more so many more clients, or I could be, you know, um, you know, making their experience a lot better. Right. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's, it's, you know, it's all about, you know, understanding that yourself and then having somebody else come in to kind of help you with that and uh, set all of that up or, you know, setting that up yourself or, you know, kind of whatever works for you. So I think one of the other things you touched on a little bit, you know, on when you talked about marketing was I think a lot of agents will like to uh, as much as they can automate their marketing. Right. Cause you know, uh, Kind of like a term in the industry is that you know if you're not generating leads you're you're going to be you know unemployed pretty soon here uh, because you're always going to need that you know stream of clients coming in so as far as being able to automate just that one piece of it just the marketing piece of it you know there's so many platforms out there agents they like to get on as many platforms as they can to kind of promote themselves get their name out there what would you say is like a good plan to be able to start uh automating and start integrating the different you know marketing pieces that you're putting out there and, you know, maybe repurposing content on different platforms so that you get the maximum reach. Yeah. So I think it was the last thing you said there, repurposing. And so mm. everyone struggles with content. Everyone does. Everyone overthinks content. The funny thing is, is you go, can you build me a month worth of social media posts? And they're like, ah, oh my gosh. And they get flat. They have no idea what to do and how to do it and all this kind of stuff. But then I go, okay, listen, can you jump on an hour and talk about the best things that a seller should do to get their house ready for, for whatever? And they can talk for two hours, nonstop, going, going, going. You're like, so there's this weird, there's this weird mental block. And it's not just real estate, it's everyone. They're like, I could talk about being an integrator like this for like hours. Like I could talk about every feature. I could talk anything you want. But then I'm like thinking about what to make, put on my social media page. I'm like, uh, I have no idea. And so like my biggest solution, and it's not even a huge secret, is just talk because that's what you're good at. So come up with your content, 
talk like this, get involved with someone that you know, maybe it's another agent, maybe it's uh, a friend, maybe it's your wife, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is, but just have like a Zoom call or something like this and like go through all that, have them ask questions, do something like what we're doing right now. And then what you can do after that is you take that hour long video or whatever you've done, you've given it to that virtual assistant I just told you about, and they're going to clip it up into 20 pieces of content, micro pieces of content. And then guess what you can do out of those micro pieces of content? You can create a short email for each point as well, right? And then if you have maybe bigger subcategories of that content that you have, maybe you can create 10 larger emails. And then, you know what I mean? So, and, and then I always have, I, so I have a, I have a bit of a, a marketing plan. It's not mine, it's my, one of my mentors. And um, it's called the sidewalk slow lane fast lane. And so like, it works for real estate agents as well, right? So you have people that are on the sidewalk, you have people that are on the slow lane, you have people in the fast lane. Fast lane's like they're ready to buy, they're ready to sell, whatever it might be. Uh, slow lane's like, they know about you, they know about your solution, they know about what you do, but they're not really yet convinced. And then you have the sidewalk and they're like, they have no fucking clue. Like they're walking, they don't even, they barely even care. And so you have to create different types of content. But the, th the funny thing is, is like the content that you create for each of those lanes is the same content, it's just smaller. Right. And so when you're in the sidewalk, you're, you're doing short, like three, four sentence emails, one to three minutes, max, things like that, maybe smaller social media posts and all this kind of stuff, maybe things like that. Right. And then inside of those, maybe you lead them off into different pages, like a blog page or something to, to actually watch that video that you just did on a blog page. And guess what you can do when you go to a blog page, you can retarget them on, on another social media. You can then on be omnipresent or whatever you want to do. But then you can automatically, as they open your emails, click your emails and reply to your emails, you can lead score them. You can give them more points. What happens when they get to a certain point? You upgrade them into the slow lane. What happens in the slow lane? Well, you get longer content, you get testimonials, you get more videos, you get a little bit less, more casual content rather than structured and branded in the sidewalk, right? And you know, it's like you're almost on a first name basis here, right? And then guess what happens when they engage with your content and, and go to like different websites and all this kind of stuff? You give them more lead score. And then what do you do? You put them into the fast lane. Now they're watching, you know, 15 to 30, 90 minutes worth of content. They're they're down for getting on a phone call with you. They're all this kind of stuff. And so what you've done in this entire thing is that you go out, you build your content, you talk into the camera like I'm doing right now. And this will be, a, like, even right now, this is a good piece of content I could clip out and I could put into, you know, something I could put on social media, right? Like it's that easy. And then I could create an entire email off of that. How easy based off of that. And so your entire marketing system, your entire marketing architecture, like what I just explained, can literally be done if you just did two or three, two or three of these videos a, a week for the next two months. And then real estate content is fairly evergreen. Do you really have to always redo it? Not really. Like maybe current events and stuff like that, you can come up with some cool things. But after a certain point in time, there's only so many tips and boobops and all this kind of stuff that you can do in selling or buying a house, right? Um, or so many things that can be, you know, um, done in your local town or city that you can go see and different, you know what I mean? Like, so um, that's my long-winded version of like how people overthink content. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that was really, uh, really helpful because, you know, a lot of times they don't think about it, right? I think that's, that's something that people run into as far as a mental block is like, what do you need to, you know, what do you need to do to be able to create content, right? You know, everybody runs into the challenge of having content ideas and that's probably the number one reason, you know, maybe, maybe number two after fear of getting on camera, of people not making content or fear of criticism. Um, but like you said, right, like that's why I like, I like podcasts so much because it gives you like 45 minutes to an hour worth of content that you can now repurpose for many different platforms. And that's exactly what I do. So being able to have that kind of 
that awareness that, you know, there's something that you can talk about for a really long time for an hour to two hours, which all agents can do that. Every business owner can do that about their business, do it, find a way to do it. And then now you can start repurposing that content, breaking it up into different pieces, put it out on different platforms and start driving people, like you said, moving them from the sidewalk to the, getting them in a car to the slow lane and then have them merge into the fast lane. There you go. And the funny and the crazy thing is, is like, I bet you any money, there's not going to be a massive difference between you just recording a video or you recording your voice. Start where you're comfortable. Stop overthinking it. Stop making excuses. Just record the fucking, excuse me, record the freaking video. You know what I mean? Sorry. Um, uh, I'm Canadian. I don't have a filter, but just record it, you know, whether it's on video or it's your voice, you know, like who cares? Just get it out. You can put those little squiggly, like little audio, you know, that you, you know, the audio things that come up or whatever, like uh, I forget what they're called, but you can just have that on screen instead of your face. You know what I mean? Who cares? You know, you can have a, you can have just have a, a B-roll, like a, a roll of like houses or something like that, or like a video in the background and then your little audio, you know, little squiggly lines that come up as you talk um, and start there until you've done enough of those that you're like, oh, okay, well, the video thing's not going to be, this going to be easy now. There you go. Yep, absolutely. Just just find some place to start, right? Just find somewhere to start and uh, you'll be good uh, if you just do that, right? And you start improving as you put out more content, right? Nobody was born to be a social media star, right? Everybody improved as they did more and more of it. So um, I think another thing, you know, as far as integrations go, I think this is a pretty, uh, like, a, like a good topic to, I guess, close out the interview as well, which is, um, you know, if all this talk of artificial intelligence, I mean, I guess it's a lot more than just talk right now is actual, you know, usage and, you know, new platforms coming out of AI and, you know, all these different tools coming out, you know, you know, AI assistants and different things like that, you know, how much as far as research have you done into that? How much AI are you guys integrating in your courses and with your clients right now? And how do you see this kind of play into the integration and automation uh, piece of businesses? Yeah. So I, I think that like we're far away from true AI. I think like right now, I think what we have is just probabilities and and it's just math. And so I think like, I think like it's getting very, very convenient. It's getting very nice and all this kind of stuff. But I think like we're far away from true AI. But at the same time, like the, what it can do for you in your business right now, like especially even like some of the softwares I mentioned, like Go High Level, for example, has a direct G, uh, chat GPT uh, integration with it, right? And so a lot of what you can do is you like, for example, you can create like a, an FAQ sheet, right? Like on your website. And then you can reference ChatGPT to go check that out and then find the best possible answer and then respond to that client. And so, you know, that, like, that's just a very easy prompt that you can create and then fine tune and all that kind of stuff. And then there's a lot out there where they're going to create like social media, you know, uh, advertising pictures and, and they're going to do, you know, some headlines and all that. And like uh, Goi Level, for example, as well, has like an actual content writer. Um, and it has like, you know, other little things that it, it can help out with creating those subject lines that you're not really sure of or whatever it might be, right? So um, I think uh, utilizing it is definitely a really good idea because it saves a ton of time. I use it almost every day to like summarize different things in here. So um, we use it and I teach it and I implement it in almost everything. But I just say, stay wary of like the big, huge solutions coming out for lots of money because I don't think it's to a point where it's like really there yet for like, full on taking over conversations or full on, you know, um, uh, automating all of your processes or whatever it might be. Just be very wary of that. Just use it in like what it's really good at right now, which is like coming up with like the most, the best probable answer or the best probable subject line or the best probable picture, whatever it might be, whatever that is, 
use it for that kind of stuff now and then um, go from there. And I could be wrong. Again, this is my opinion, right? There, there's probably lots out there that are very accurate, but I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just want to be very careful because eventually, if you start relying on it too much, I think um, uh, you, 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 you could be, you could be, you know, obviously, you know stuck or it could be essentially uh, price increases or it could be like totally totally just not be what you really needed in the first place and it's just more of like that shiny object right so um you know there's a hundred two hundred dollar monthly solutions out there that you can go get right now so you just got to be you got to be very careful that's all yeah i i would have to agree i think a lot of times when you are using ai especially some of the uh kind of the more popular ones out there you know it just it seems like sometimes they get kind of stuck in a loop, if you will. So it seems like they're just kind of saying the same thing in different ways over and over again. And it's not, you know, it's getting the idea as far as what you want to happen, but it's not what you want to happen, right? So it's not what you need in your business. So kind of going back to what we were talking about, these integration systems, they need to be tailor-made for your business, right? At the end of the day, you're not just like, you're not just building a system to build a system. You're building it so that it can serve you so that you can serve your clients better. So in AIs, you know, I don't think, and I, I would agree with you there is I don't think it's it's to the point where it can predict that um, as far as a, on an individual level for every specific person. That's why I always mention like creating your own FAQ sheet, because the thing is, is like what it does is it takes your answer, converts it to ones and zeros or whatever goes out to the internet in the past, right? Not in the future because it can't. And then it goes, what's the best pattern or best plausible answer for these ones and zeros finds it brings it back and goes boom and then if it's not good enough it goes back out to the same exact place and tries to come up with something different in the same area whatever it is comes back and gives you another solution so why i like i go okay what are, what are all the questions that you would get every question you get write it down for the next month or two or whatever we create this massive faq sheet and then we go hey chat gpt reference this sheet and find the best answer right? Because then these answers are like exactly what they want them to be. And then they don't have to go and answer them, right? Whereas if we relied on ChatGPT to go out to the internet and find these answers, you might find George from Indiana's answer or whatever it might be. And it's not going to be as good or what you want, or it's going to be completely, you know, um, separate. So I always like, I, I always like to say like, give it give it the ammunition it needs to work very proper like properly put in the work to actually build it so it's like super reliable and then use it use it the way that um you really want it to be right but don't don't just like plug it in and go oh yeah answer my question it's like it's gonna mess up something's gonna happen i yeah yeah no, absolutely. So it's almost like it's almost like the way you want to use it is like setting up another automation system, right? So you want to kind of almost think of it like that instead of it being a replacement for human intelligence, which I think some people are hoping it would do. So. Yeah, and like I think people are lazy, right? Like clients, not, not not clients, but like their clients, like customers and all that kind of stuff. They don't want to go to a page and read it. If they want to answer, if they want to ask the same question to you, is like. 30 other people this week, then why not have that FAQ sheet run through ChatGPT and spit out a text for them? You know what I mean? Why not? It's the exact same thing as like just right. you going and copying and pasting it from your website, right? And so, um, um, yeah, I, th I just think that like if, if you can minimize that um, and, and, and the, the, the for people to have to go and find their own answer on your website or go find this on their own or have to wait forever or Google something, they're not going to do it, right? But if you have that all of that in the background already done and ready to go and you've done your homework and all those questions are sitting there um, and people are still not reading it. It's like, okay, now let's, let's automate and integrate this sheet or this page or whatever it is into answering these people that 
don't want to take the time to go and do this. And I mean, they're, they're going to be great customers. They're going to spend a lot of money with you. Who cares if they have, they don't want to go to a page. Like, let's just, let's just give them what they want. Right. So. Right. Exactly. So I think that's a really good, uh, I think it's really good, you know, view of how, you know, agents and entrepreneurs and should be using, you know, artificial intelligence as, you know, especially the, the, the version of it that we have today. So I think that was a, uh, you know, from like an integrator's point of view, I think it's really, really a unique perspective. So Mike, I just wanted to thank you again for being on the show today. I want to respect your time. Uh, for anybody who is listening or watching this that are really interested in what you have to say that want more information, maybe want to be part of your integrator academy or uh, just want to follow you on social media to kind of see what you're up to. What are, I guess, some of the best channels that you're on as far as, you know, where people can follow you on? Yeah, so Facebook is number one. Uh, I, I I basically have the majority of my um, my following there. So that's just Michael Dallas hyphen Peterson SEN at the end. So pretty long name. My parents couldn't agree on anything. So they gave me two last names. But um, you can find me on Facebook. There's a ton of fake profiles out there pretending to be me, but you can't mistake my my profile. It's it's definitely you, you you'll you'll see. And then um, you know if you're a business owner, um, I have a company called Social Aim Solutions that you can um reach out to or uh and book a book an appointment on the on the on the website there or you can go to the integratoracademy.com and uh, there's a short little video there you can watch and you can book a call with me if you're interested in becoming an integrator so either way if you're interested in um, becoming an integrator or you want an integrator in your business my students are looking for work and i've trained uh, all of them right so or if you're you know sitting at home and you're like you know maybe i want to give this real estate stuff or some, whatever i'm doing a little bit of a break and you want to do an inter integrator stuff then I'm uh, more than willing to help. So, Awesome. We'll make sure awesome. to put all of that information in the uh, description and the show notes down below. So that way uh, it's easy to find. But other than that, Mike, I want to thank you again for being on the show. You shared a lot of valuable insights into integration automation and, you know, in your story as well. So uh, before I let you sign off, is there any last piece of, you know, any last tips, any last pieces of value or information you want to leave with us before I let you go today? No, just, I, I just, my, my favorite quote, I guess, and I'll just say it again, is gold isn't where you think it is, is where you find it. So um, keep pondering that and trying to figure it out. It'll take you forever to to just, um, you know, go through it. But um, yeah, other than that, no, I appreciate you having me on the on the show and stuff like that. I, I, and I enjoyed my time. And I, I think, uh, you know, people are going to have some fun listening to this. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you again. Uh, thank you again, Mike. And thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you guys on the next show. Take care.